0: back to another edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me tonight, as always, for you folks, is Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Going to wrap it up a big week in LSU basketball. Season hasn't started yet, but there's, and there's also some LSU baseball stuff. We might have a football score we could give you uh, in a bit, too, if we remember. But um, lot, lots to talk about, really, going on in Baton Rouge. Uh, I- I'd send something to you and Tommy about this that little makeshift basketball court they did outside of uh, the PMAC to, like, you know, usher in the basketball program. They had that. They had, Ch- they had Chad Johnson on campus for some reason, uh, challenging track anyone, really, to, like, 100-yard dash or something. So it was, I don't know, a lot of activity in Baton Rouge, including, you know, LSU losing to Tennessee by the just – abominable score of 40 to 13 uh, i guess i guess we'll have to break that one down but before we do i wanted to check in with you guys hopefully you had a good weekend
1: otherwise tell me about it uh, i mean hey it's good to be back with you again uh yeah. i mean wish we were wish we were talking about maybe i'm not even gonna say a win but just a competitive game but um, a loss. yeah uh we're uh moving ahead got florida this week I mean, I think watching even watching the worst college football game is better than than not watching anything. So I I'm I'm happy that we're at least in the season.
2: Yeah, at least the the pain was over relatively early for LSU. Uh the game was over at three o'clock and you could watch the rest of the games, including the late night Alabama A and M game that went down to the very last play. So that was exciting. <laughs> And it's crazy that we're already halfway through the season. she's played six games with six to go. Seems like just yesterday that we were getting ready for the season. It's kind of sad to say, but uh, been have been a pretty fun ride. Definitely some highs and some lows so far. Uh, big low this week, which we'll get into. But uh, overall, doing good and uh, happy to talk about that with y'all today.
0: Happy as well. A lot of good games on the docket this weekend. Uh, I do have to beg to differ with you, Daniel. I would say... That this LSU game was probably over literally right at kickoff. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. <Right>? That <laughs> yeah. It just just it wasn't that he fumbled it, it's just that it bounced off his chest and went ten yards towards Tennessee to where all this guy, he he probably just like I mean, he was falling out of bounds already and he just like, oh, oh cool ball. yeah. And then boom. It's like I felt like they already had momentum. They had a week off, they had a good season, haven't started this way in a while. Uh, I feel good about everything, and then they were pumped up even though it was an 11 a.m. game, um, and then we just like, oh, here you go, and go, it's off to the races for them, you know? Uh, never really recovered after that. If you haven't watched the game, I mean, no spoiler at this point, but I, I don't know if you're going to get anything by watching it. You could see Keyshawn Butte's first TD this season, by the way, coming, like you said, mid-season. That's just... Didn't, didn't see that one coming um but like i said there's very little to be positive about besides that i mean you lost the game in a horror it was an abject failure i think uh you lost your standing in the west we were second place believe it or not um you lost uh your you know we had we were ranked for what a week barely uh then unfortunately you lost you know one of your well two linemen. I one was before the game um still not sure what what happened there without Will Campbell, he just, he had an episode of something. It's still unclear. Uh, it's honestly, it's none of our business. If it's a medical issue, but you know, I kept him out from the game and no word on, I don't know, Brian Kelly said he's progressing. It's positive. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Then you lose Garrett Dellinger during the game and now, you know, you're just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I guess I'm not surprised that. I, I just, the offense did not, uh, did not do much although if you look at the stat sheet it looked fine on paper <laughs> it looked fine on paper it was just the individual drives like um you look at tennessee's like the first quarter alone they had a score uh got got a touchdown field goal field goal score we had almost as many yards as them after the first quarter i think it was like 101 to 102 like we had time of possession on it too but our drives just stalled. They ended. We, I mean, I mean, you know, scoring on one play for 45 yards for Tennessee helps also, but it just goes to show. It's like, it's, I don't know, there's something missing. We don't have the finishing power. Um, I don't know, Tommy, what were your, uh, you know, just your overall impressions? Obviously, it's, I don't know, I, I think you would agree. It's, it was a, a failure on all
1: fronts, um, which we haven't really seen in a while. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, 20- I, to be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wouldn't say it was our best defensive performance, but I think our defense has been the most solid, you know, consistently. And I and I thought we looked. I think I think our our best players looked fine. You know, I think BJ looked good. I think Greg Brooks looked really good. Um, I I, I think Jay Ward looked good. Uh, other than that, yeah, I I you know I think that now one thing that I think it's important to say is. is I mean, I don't even think Brian, Ke- like Brian Kelly didn't hype this up as a game that we were going to, we were just going to like really, I mean, obviously you say, oh, we're going to compete. We want to play to win. We're going to, we're going to really like go out there and give them our best. But like, I, I think that, um, I, I don't know if, I don't know how realistic it it was to, to, or I don't know how realistic it is to be really mad at, but I mean, we only, we lost, it sounds bad to say, well, we only lost by 27, but this is a Tennessee team that has beaten, it put up tons of points on people. And I mean, I, I don't know. I think that, uh, I think that they looked like they were a good team. Hinden Hooker looks like the real deal. Um, we're just, we're not that good. Mm-hmm. And it showed. <laughs> and, you know, we, we get, we, we obviously have flashes, you know, we played well against uh, Mississippi state. We get, we got the, the win against Auburn, but um i mean this is i I think this is just a little bit of a a, a step up in competition that we haven't seen yet and that we're not capable of really competing with at this moment
2: right the uh the hangover was apparent in just about all aspects of the game in the 11 a.m kickoff our team Hangover might have been
1: apparent with will campbell too
2: (laughs) we'll go there but uh (laughs) the The 11 a.m. kickoff, we were, the game was over basically before it even started, like you said, with Jack Besh fumbling the opening kickoff, and we we got beat in every phase of the game. Uh, Offense, our ground game was basically non-existent. I think apart from Jaden Daniels, we had like 16 yards rushing uh, on defense, giving up chunk plays. Uh, Like you said, Tommy, the defense was not the worst part of the game. Um, They were kind of put in a bad spot a lot, but. The special teams, which continues
1: was definitely the worst part of the which
2: continues to plague us. Obviously, the the muff punt and then bad punt coverage on the immediately following possession. Uh put Tennessee way up. I texted Tommy the night before the game. I was like, I got a bad feeling. We're gonna be down 21 to zero before we can even think. And sure enough, we were losing 20 to zero basically at the end of the first quarter. So I was like, Oh my goodness, here we go. Um, and then the coaching aspect, I mean, we gotta talk about uh, three failed fourth down conversions, which led to a pretty big swing in points. Uh, there was the one um, when we could have kicked a field goal and cut it to ten to three at the beginning and gotten on the board, uh, but Brian Kelly went for it, um, and then Tennessee drove down and scored, I think. And then also at the very end of the first half, when it was like fourth and sixteen on our own, like forty-five, and he went for it instead of punting, and then Tennessee grabbed the ball, ran two plays, and kicked a field goal to stretch it out. Uh, so, and then I think later on in the game, there was another one that we, that we missed. So it was all disappointing. And and Brian Kelly said as much, he said they got out coached, uh, but we got out played on the field as well. And Tennessee is a good team. We were probably not going to win that game even on our best day, but, uh, it would have been nice to at least be competitive in there, you know?
0: True. And I, you know, kudos to you guys for calling it. I, I guess I was thinking on our best day. We might squeak by with something if everything was aligned, but everything was not aligned. You know, we lost one guy uh, Friday night, another guy, dur- you know, during the game Saturday. You know, they unveiled these white jerseys, which
1: uh, yeah, I, 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 knew we gonna, I knew we were going to lose when I saw them. With that tweet
0: out, <laughs> I know that's like you bring those out for Southern and New Mexico. This you
2: know, is a, the,
1: this is an SEC ranked matchup. And you're not gonna, and it's at home, and you're not gonna wear the traditional white and yellow. Get out of here.
0: Mm, Yeah, I don't know about that. And again, I don't think that would have changed the game. But um, I don't know. Overall, man, I just think it was it was a different. It felt like a different team, somewhat, that played MSU. And you're right, the defense was good. It was like you know, uh, I I joke about it, you know, seeing less miles type stuff. But I mean, it was it was the defense kind of holding the team in the game. Despite of what the offense and special teams were doing to give the game away, it's like after three drives they were only up thirteen and nothing. I'm like we're in a good position still. It's like I know it took a while against Mississippi state uh and Auburn forced to get going, eh, maybe we yep yeah, nope, never mind they just they just scored again, oh well, uh, and then I don't know there's some weird stat about um Jaden Daniels how he is in first and third quarter versus second and fourth. And I don't know, I guess the overall note that I have is that whatever it is, this team just does not start well. They can start just kind of slow and like trying to find, I, I get it in game one, you know, you've never played together before, but you know, it's mid-season and we're we're all, we're like against any quality opponent this season, we've been down no less than what, 13 to nothing, 10, nothing. So
2: it's been a double that's, digits that's yeah, in thing. every game I, against power five yeah. opponents. Yeah. Scott,
1: I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's something I've been thinking about. And, and I think they mentioned it on the broadcast um, that, you know, Daniels has really excelled um, in the two minute, two minute drill tempo playing from behind, gotta make a play. And I mean, you think about the, the last drive against Florida state, um, the, the, the end of the game against Auburn, the end of the game against Mississippi State. Um, then, you know, that's been when he's really shunned, like you said. And I think it makes sense as to why he does better in the second and fourth quarter, because at those are the points where you're playing against the clock and there's less of that scripting and that, okay, we're going to, you know, uh, we're going to have a, have a, uh, 10 play set that we're going to try and get through. You know, I feel like they're, they're, and he thrives a lot more um, on the more, I guess, improvisational. You know, way of playing
2: well yeah to, to build off that one of the commentators said it during the broadcast he was like you can't let Jaden daniels think too much yeah like it's better to to run it with tempo and just let him do what he's going to do one quick read or run uh play to his skill set instead of letting him try and stare at the defense try and analyze it uh and then he's going to freeze up and being scared of making a mistake uh or do some boneheaded play uh, it's better just to, to let it flow more freely. And yeah, that's like, like you said, Tommy, in the kind of the high pressure situations um, where he excels, but uh, we we've been off to such slow starts that it's always, or not always, but it was definitely too little, too late uh, this past week.
1: Well, you're just, you're not going to, you're not going to be, I mean, they're, they're a top 16 now, like they're, they were number eight when he played them. They're the other number six in the nation. You're not going to beat a team like that when basically you only, you only play good in two out of four quarters. <laughs> yeah. Uh And I, yeah, that's,
0: that's on Brian Kelly. I don't know what he can do to change that, but you know, then you, you look at what's what we have to do next week. Like he said, he, you know, he, he made a comment post game and I'm wondering, uh, I mean, it's possible. I don't know how probable it is. He said, yeah, we were down. We didn't do much right, but that's the thing: is you can flip the script. You know, it's moving on to the next. Florida's a different team, uh, but you know, Florida played Tennessee close on the road, so it's this. This is no by no means a, a step down necessarily. So I, I don't know. Um, maybe we can get by with another second and fourth quarter comeback victory down in the swamp. But you know, it's just it's not a good uh, it's not a good recipe for success. <laughs> Uh, well, they got to find a way, and I agree with you. I think it's his decision. But here's my thing: it's like try something different. What happens is he's back there when he's there to pass. I mean, his pocket just closes in quicker and quicker, and then he runs, and he can get the first downs. And there's a lot of yards because everyone's downfield. It's like uh, I-, I saw Brian Kelly get mad at one point because he didn't throw it, and you can see why. He said like, he was yelling one on one. Yeah. So the problem is, is he's not he's not trusting his receivers trust it. Exactly. to get a one on one ball. And that's just going to kill us as far yeah, you know, that's what he's meant by taking a chance, not just throwing it into triple coverage, but, you know, just these one-on-one matchups. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure you could look at all the game film and see these, <laughs> some guy open somewhere always at some point, you know?
1: Yeah. What do you but think? Again, about- oh, go ahead. I mean, I, I just, I think I've said it in the past, you know, three or four podcasts when we talked about the Jaden Daniels kind of dilemma, it's like, well, don't, don't put out, don't put a duck out there and then get mad when he, when he, you know, quacks mm-hmm. like this is his game. This is what he did at Arizona state. And, and I know that he needs to improve. I know that there are things that he could do better and that he could, um you know, he can obviously you know throw better and, and make better reads and, and try to expand his game, but his game really is. And like Daniel said, I, that, you know, that, that's exactly what I was talking about with the, the point that they made on the broadcast. It's like, yeah he makes one he makes one one read or maybe one two reads and then he's gone and so uh i mean i i, I don't know like we've seen we've seen garrett nusfire and i i don't think you can honestly say like oh well like he need, he deserves to be starting he needs to be the starter like we have i think it's fair to or i think it's pretty obvious like jaden daniels is the best option we have the best chance to win um and and so I I, I wish we could kind of make that all work.
2: Yeah, I I wanted to bring that up because there was a lot of discussion online after the game about why LSU didn't bring in Garrett Nessmeyer at some point during the game when it was before foregone conclusion that we've already lost. Logical Uh, question. Yeah, and Jane Daniels played the entire game. Nussmeyer saw no time. I mean, it kind of doesn't, inspire much confidence in Nussmeier if they think that oh he's so much worse than Jaden Daniels that like there's not even any point in putting him in the game Uh, and we've seen glimpses of him he's taken shots he's had a few good moments and a few bad moments but uh, I thought that was kind of strange and I guess maybe we won't see much of any of him the rest of the season I mean is Jaden Daniels just the guy like why would Brian Kelly keep him on the bench the whole time and not even try to make a change
0: Right, especially when it's it's not just that, but it's a couple other things. Just because I had time to look through the stats on stuff, and by the way, that first fourth down, I could have sworn Keishan Butte had the ball over the line. Yeah. For whatever reason it wasn't reviewed, there was not yeah. even a. I, I can't
1: believe they missed it, but he, he. I think I think he got it. But can we also just talk about how how Keishawn Butte went into motion and fell over, got not ran into our offensive lineman? Yeah, he tripped over his leg. I mean, I don't. they now they 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 say the broadcast. You know, they blamed it on on, uh, on Daniels for not for for you know not doing the stack count and and not timing it right. Which maybe so, mm. but also like again, we've been told all year this is the number one wide, wide receiver in the whole country. I don't know. That, yeah. I just that just looked bad to me.
0: <laughs> right. Well, it was it was two other. It was the other two fourth down plays though. It was. Uh... It was the fact that one it was I think it was a fourth and ten. It was the one on the forty five. Mm-hmm. Right. That that one was to me more questionable. I don't blame Brian Kelly going for fourth down because you know, he's gotta find something. He can't just he can't just keep punting and letting them score kick field goals or touchdowns. So I don't blame him on some, but it was the fact that it was a fourth and eight and that he scrambled and then he took like an eight yard sack. It's 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 just that it's him, it's it's run or nothing. There's no throw it on the – well, they, I saw them, you know, get rid of it a couple times, but it's it's not consistent. Same with the offense and I guess maybe the team in general. You know, it's just yeah. – there's no consistency there. If he was consistently throwing the ball away so that we could punt with fourth and 10 instead of giving them the ball eight yards back towards our end zone, you know, that – I don't know. That could change something. That shortens the field. Uh, and then another one was on, the, I think, the two-point conversion. Again, it was just, just taking these sacks and I was just – if, if if his best skills are one quick read and run, just make that our get. Just put trips, put everyone, let's do a Hail Mary every play. Let everyone just go down the field and Four let all goals. the defenders run with him so that he can run for 20 yards instead of 10 to get the first down. And we'll just do that until they stop it, right? Sounds yeah. silly, but I don't know. Uh, I, have, I think if, if he started doing that, they would have to pay attention to it. Then who knows what he would do? But something different's got to happen, right? I mean, they got to try something.
1: Yeah, uh, I think uh, we just—I think we need better execution, also, specifically from our uh, our wide receivers. We're still we're still dropping balls.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: yeah, and and also, I mean, when you think about it this way, when a guy who doesn't she doesn't who doesn't trust his arm, a guy whose game is not. Fully built on his on his throwing ability you get a a few drops um you know and he's like bullshit you know i can guarantee subconsciously he's like do i even want i don't know maybe i'm just maybe i'm kind of you know too too much of a defender of Jaden daniels but i don't think he's the problem with this offense Mm. well
0: it it's not no he's not the the problem he's not the only problem i mean again you know once again our our offensive line was shuffled around so i mean that that never helps. It's just uh, things that happen and things we do to ourselves. I don't know, uh, D- uh, Dan. You, you kind of were talking about what, you know whether or not we would see Garrett Nussmeyer. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that we would. But like, what do you think about some sort of other shift? Like, I, I don't know. I I just feel like
1: Josh Williams could probably use the ball more than some. I, I like. Jo- yes, you I know, like Josh Williams. I think can that, run. I think that Josh Williams. Fearlessly. He does, yeah. You're right. I think that, and it, and it's, you know, it, it's unfortunate. But like, I, we, I think we all like John Emery as, you know, as a guy. I feel, and I, he's had a hard time, you know, getting to this point. But, um, Josh Williams is more consistent. Josh Williams is, is, you know, you can trust him more. And I feel like we get, you know, that's an issue. They want to get they want to get Emory the ball because he's the five star supposed to be the the all world. You know, this is his big time season, but he's really not performing. And then it's you could say the same thing about Kayshawn. Yeah, and it's hard. Then you to, got a guy like Malik neighbors who's showing out to be like our best wide receiver on the team.
2: Mm-hmm. It's hard to think of a, a pivot for the offense when you don't really have one area of like a lot of strength. You're not saying like, oh, our passing game is really good or our running game is really good. Let's lean on that because n- they're both okay, but neither of them is like that great. Uh, the the fact that we don't have a, a real bell cow running back that we can lean on makes it hard to kind of play action reads uh, or read options where it could go to the running back or Jaden Daniels. We We do a little bit of that, but maybe that's something we can mix in more to create like a threat of a run game there uh, because right now it's basically Jaden Daniels or nothing. And that makes it one dimensional because we mentioned this in the past, you just put spy linebacker on him and then uh, it kind of limits his scrambling ability down the field as well, especially when the wide receivers aren't really getting the spring off the the line that they need to, to create separation for him uh, on the initial ball. Like we saw some flashes from Brian Thomas and Malik neighbors, like you said, uh, especially kind of in the mid game. But and also the lack of a true downfield threat hurts us as well, because the the safeties and the corners are just kind of shuffling off with the outside receivers. And then that frees up people on the inside to contain Daniels in the run game. Yep. So I'm not a, not offensive coordinator, but uh, Mike Denbrock does need to try something a little bit different. I think um, we got Florida coming up here and they have, a I think, a decent but not great defense. That's something we mentioned against Tennessee. We said that their defense was not great either, but we, we couldn't really test them. So uh, mm-hmm. hopefully we see a little bit of something new. I don't know what that'll be, but yeah. Um, yeah, we, we had enough yards to put more points on the board than we did. We just have to convert and be more efficient for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's it just more just successful plays, right? Because Tennessee only ran four more plays than us. They only had three more first downs, uh, and the, they only had the ball for like 40 more seconds than we did. But the points were the difference. And it, what I don't get, so you, you, agree, you, you agree that Denbrock has to come up with something, but it just boggles my mind because in one drive, we can start on our own four and you think, "Oh great, this is going nowhere." But then we take it all the way down and score., yeah. And the next one it's we get the ball in the 30 or 40 eh, three and out, three and out, six and out, 12 and turnover on downs. You know it's just uh, it's like, what how do we drive 94, yard, 96 yards and make it look like that's what we're supposed to do, but we only do it one time. <laughs> so i don't know I, I think if they can figure that out might might be you know look look more competitive at least um but looking forward to florida i don't know i mean they're they're probably not feeling like they're in too much of a different boat um but i mean they do have the home game they you know this 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 rivalry as of late is uh you know it's pretty bitter no matter how bad they're doing they they look forward to giving it to us sort of the yeah. fans. so um, hopefully Brian Kelly's gonna have his boys ready to go. Whoever's able to go, uh, you know, come next Thursday night when they leave. But I don't know. Do you uh, do you have the do you have the feeling like the Tigers can flip the script, or do you think it's like just brace and hold on for the rest of the season? Because at this point, it's you know, it is halfway, uh, and as of now, Brian Kelly's four and two. If he repeats that, we'll be eight and four.
1: So it's it, there's. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think that Florida I think we're we're back to kind of our, our level of competition with Florida. Good, not great. Um
2: They're but, a similar but, team to us in in a lot of respects. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, Anthony Richardson is a similar type of quarterback to Jaden Daniels. Um, I might I don't know, I might take Richardson's arm a little bit more than Florida. I mean than, than uh Daniels. Yeah, I'll take but, their O line more, that's for sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> that kind of goes without saying i guess uh but i mean I, I think i think we've got a good a good chance and and i would uh i haven't I actually haven't looked at the line Have, has anyone seen are we favored so
2: uh, florida minus two and a half right now so florida Ooh. by about a field goal um so basically a, a neutral game at a, a neutral site i kind of like is, that yeah the last time we lost to florida was joe burrow's first loss as an lsu tiger that in, was bad t- loss In 2018, yeah, we we got beat because that was the week because we were undefeated at that point. We were looking ahead to number two Georgia the week after, which we ended up winning actually, Uh, but we we slipped up at Florida and then um, that kind of derailed the big hopes for that season. But um, yeah, we've played Florida close obviously in the past few years and I think it will be close again. Uh, It's hard to say with the performance that we just saw from LSU, that the tigers are going to run away with it i think it's close but maybe florida just nips us yeah with that home edge their fans are going to show up for the night game uh it'll be good to see i mean the tigers playing at night the swamp will be rocking and uh it'll be a fun one i think and then i just i just want us to put a quality product on the field and show that we can compete uh with sec teams like we did with mississippi state um in Auburn. Cause if we play it the way we did in those games and yeah, we got a shot, but I think Florida still might win it by like two or three points. Yeah. Pretty much in line with the the line.
0: Yeah. As long as we don't get down early and just get that, I don't know, just like, Oh man, another hole to climb out of. Um, Cause I, I feel like it's, you know, it's, it's could have gone either way. Uh, I mean, at FSU it, it almost works uh, against Mississippi state it worked Auburn. It worked, but you know, Tennessee, it just wasn't even a, an issue, but uh, Florida, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's one of those games where it, it, it could tip one way or the other, just depending on what, what we can do with the momentum. So I, I don't know, hopefully the Tigers defense can, uh, can hold them again. I don't know. Maybe we have a, I don't know. So, uh, what do you call it? Um, lightning in a bottle or something, just something happens our way. Differently, because this is one of those series like Aub- Auburn kind of was or used to be, where it's just anything can and will happen. It could be in our favor.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I think I like this, um, in this game. I, I think we're going to have a bounce back game. I think we'll, um, I think that we'll beat Florida. And I, I think we'll beat them by like a touchdown. Yeah. Um, it's got a potential it, to be a nickname game, right?
0: Like sure, you had the fog bowl or whatever the fog game, the shoe game. <laughs> oh, the shoe, yeah, the shoe game was it? <laughs> the
1: hurricane game. You know, they're, they're starting to get some names now, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I, I think also, and uh, I mean, Florida does have Georgia coming up after the next week, so um, that's a good spot for us. You know, I think that they might be uh, overlooking us and, and thinking about hey, we're going to be playing the, the number one team of the country, yeah. So, um, I like that. The only thing that gives me a little bit of pause is we are on the road, but hey, we went into a hostile environment against Auburn. That's about as hostile as it can get. And uh we're able to take one from them. So I I I am gonna pick the Tigers. I'm gonna say that we win. And uh you know, I'll I'll say we win mm, thirty thirty one thirty-one twenty four. Okay, Daniel, you got
0: you got something in
2: mind? Uh, yeah, I said Florida State wins it by a few. I think it's uh, I'm gonna say or not not Florida, Florida state, state. Obviously, we already lost to them. Hopefully, <laughs> we don't go zero and two against the state of Florida. Um, but Florida, I'll go 27 24. Um, so I guess it's 50 51 points. The line is 50, so I'm kind of right in in line with Vegas. Um, not not very sharp, but uh, yeah, I'll say Florida just by a couple, a little bit more pessimistic, unfortunately. Um, but obviously I'd love to see the, the tiger win just, um, as an LSU fan.
0: Same. I, I hope that my prediction is wrong. I'm thinking Florida 24 to 21 on like a late field goal that they got because some ball bounced off of our receiver's helmet and they ran it back with enough time to kick a field goal. And that's how it ends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, something dumb like that.
2: I mean, um, Billy Napier will have them ready to go. Uh, that'll be interesting to see that dynamic a little bit. If the the LSU message boards blow up if we lose, like we should have hired Billy Napier instead of Brian Kelly. They
1: definitely will if if we do lose. I could that will absolutely be a thing. Okay, but don't you think that's a little, I don't know, premature? Do I think it? Do I think it's accurate? I mean, do I think it's like correct? No, but do I think people will say it? Yes.
0: <laughs> ah, okay, fair enough. Um, but no, I just I think it's. You know, uh, it's it's year one. Brian Kelly, let's see what he got. He took over a roster that was down to 45 players before the bowl. And he's, you know, built it back to what we have now. Um, so he's, like, pieced together this team. What was it, like the replacements? Remember that yeah. movie? So, well, I think we just have to temper our expectations for this season. But as long as we kind of, like, finish the season on an uptick, you know, so it looks good going into the next year, I think that's probably, like, a, the best takeaway you could probably get from it. Yeah, I agree. Oh, we'll see. We shall see. Um, but there's that. There's, um, I don't know. Uh, and then they announced the kickoff against Ole Miss back in Baton Rouge. A 2.30 game.
2: 2.30. That feels kind of classic. Mid-October LSU, 2.30, a little bit of fall in the air, the mm-hmm. SEC action. I wish I could be there for that one.
1: I thought you were going to try and make it, Daniel.
2: Yeah, uh, things didn't quite work out, unfortunately, so i had to be uh, watching it from afar. It's
0: sad. <laughs> um, speaking of Ole Miss, and we mentioned Auburn, I saw something where every time – because Auburn plays at Ole Miss, I think, this weekend, upcoming. And every time that Auburn has lost to Ole Miss on the road, they ended up firing their coach. Just so one of those random <laughs> sports facts – it was like 2002 2008 and then 2012. So, you know, and then they had Gus forever. So, uh it's interesting, but I remember like we had a weird coaching thing with all. like didn't Miles get fired after an Auburn game? After an Auburn uh Auburn loss, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then I don't know remember when like Coach O stayed on, but I don't remember
1: when it was announced. Coach was announced? No no that the, the coach was announced after the Florida win. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, we had a like a like a, a a un untimely win, and then the next that weird press conference. I'll never forget that press conference. I forgot about that. That was bizarre. Yeah. yeah. So it's just weird, interesting. Um.
0: But yeah. Uh. So I don't know. I. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think we're just gonna, like I said, as long as we see some improvements over the season. Uh. But yeah, I think Brian Harson's days are numbered. He'd have to win out, but even then, it's like, yeah, then he'd probably get fired after a winning season. Believe it or not, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just weird that Bama. Oh, but they had they didn't have Bryce Young, right? Because there's no way that Texas a should have had a chance to win that game twice, basically at the end of the you know at the end of regulation. So, uh, wow. Uh, did they? How, how long Bryce Young was out? Is it?
2: Well, they it was kind of precautionary or at that's least that's what they say, held out against A&M. So yeah. um, I know all the Crimson Tide fans will be wanting him back this week because they looked like a different team without him uh, to their detriment. But, yeah, um, hopefully he'll be back for their game against Tennessee. That's a big matchup at Tennessee. Vols on their hottest run in, since 98. <laughs> yeah, well, they were good in 2007, the year we won the national championship well, when we played them in the SEC well, 2003,
0: championship. We played them for the SEC title.
2: Oh yeah, exactly. So it's but yeah, basically almost 20 years and yeah, so it's a big big Saturday of college football. Three undefeated matchups. Uh Penn State at Michigan at noon and then we got yeah, Alabama at Tennessee 3:30 and then uh in the evening or no, what's the other one? Uh, oh, also at 330, Oklahoma State at TCU. An and upstart TCU who's been, they took down the, the fighting Kansas Jayhawks in a pretty exciting game.
1: Yeah, I watched uh, so, that one.
2: Yeah, apparently this is only the second time ever that there was three games of 5-0 or better matchups like in the same day, like undefeated teams playing each other. So uh, three of those teams will drop in, in the rankings, but we'll see who comes out on top. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, as bad as Tennessee was, I mean, we. how would you like to be an Oklahoma fan?
2: Tough.
0: That is just...
2: Like, Texas with Quinn Ewers, pretty good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, if we lost to anybody, like a rival, 49 to nothing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, oh, and then uh, FSU, That the end of that game, did you... Just go see see what happened. He it was was some some just weird weird play on on FSU's part. Just it was just weird. Uh, but they ended up losing, so I don't feel as bad now. Cause,
1: oof. um, can we can we just talk about how? Um, I mean, Alabama without Bryce Young, completely different team. If 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 Bryce Young is out for a considerable amount of time, I mean, they're gonna sink. As I, the Milro guy, I mean, he's obviously athletic. He's good. He, he can, he can run real, real well. And he's, and he throws, um, you know, he can, he can throw as well too, but he's not Bryce young. Oh, Bryce young is so smooth.
2: Yeah. And Bama's and, receiving is down a little bit this year. So it takes a, a technician like Bryce young to, to really feed them. You get, you get spoiled watching. Like it's the same
1: thing as like when we watch Joe and then, you know, then you move on to somebody else. You're like, man. When like the the difference a an elite quarterback can make, especially in the college level, just because the, the separation between the best and the the like the, the separation of talent in the college level is, is so much like greater. Um when you have a real special one like a Bryce Young, like a Trevor Lawrence, like a Joe Burrow, I mean it makes every it makes everybody look so much better.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh just gotta find that next one. Right, True. I don't, know, I don't we, know. Maybe we have maybe it as Howard? Howard. Yeah, I mean, you think he's going to get a game, but I don't know. We got to, we got to, we got to be ahead. I think for that to happen.
1: Uh, any final thoughts? Are we going to head out? Wrap it up.s I, I mean, up. just just another good week of college football coming up. I'm excited, ready to. Uh, I'm. I mean, I'm even though I'm trying not to be. Obviously, after the FSU game, I was really upset. During the game, I was really upset. I'm trying to be a little bit calmer and and be like, you know what, this is this is, we knew going in. This was a rebuilding year. in In January of this year, like you said, Scott, we had like 45 people on the roster. You look at us now; we've got two SEC wins against uh, two you know pretty quality opponents. When you think about it, I mean, it Mississippi uh, Michigan. I mean, not Michigan. Mississippi State's looking better. Auburn maybe not looking better, but that was still a, a, a gritty win as as Bryce. Uh, as as Brian Kelly said. So let's, uh, let's just be, you know, be ex- not as, not as negative as we could be.
2: I agree. I mean, the past two years, they had a lot of negatives, but we did come out on top against Florida in both of those, True. Uh, which are a little bit of the cherry on top, although it wasn't enough to save coach O's job. But yeah, if we can get this win, uh, this is one of our best chances to get a sec win for the rest of the season, to be honest, so that would go a long way uh, towards positives for 2023. And yeah, excited for the, the Saturday of college football and uh, Go Tigers in that regard.
0: Go Tigers. And uh, we are officially 30 days away from LSU basketball. That big, big, uh, uh, or, I don't know, I guess a pep rally outside the PMAC. That looked cool. I had some people out there. Even one of the players gave like a concert afterwards. Uh so that was interesting. Basketball is right around the corner. baseball is ramping up too. They're doing their fall ball. A lot of people showing out at the box too for that stuff. Uh that's one thing LSU, you know, I think that's why J Jay Johnson came here. It's just, man, just the people coming out to the fall ball. I, I love it, you know? How could yeah. you not love that as for like a baseball, you know, a culture? Um so yep, that that's happening soon. So lots to look forward to in addition to uh to LSU football rebuilding this year. Um, But we'll have the upcoming Florida game. We'll have that for you. Hopefully have a a win to talk about and some other interesting games in college football and anything else that comes down the pike until then. Hope you all have a good week. Stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on talking takes.